0: You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBG.
1: Welcome
2: back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I have another hour. In this hour, John Miller, Hawkeynation.com, will be here. Frank Schwab, Yahoo YahooSports.com. He's uh, one of the uh, NFL writers at Yahoo Sports, and he, he will join us coming up here at about oh, 135, 140-ish. Uh, Trent, for the fourth consecutive year, Kirk Ferentz has uh, thrown the media, and it's uh, the Hawkeye fan base, in particular, through the media, a bone, by um, by having a, a January press conference, which is great. Yeah. I, I wish all coaches did it. I, I, I don't think Matt Campbell did last year. No, no. Um, hopefully they will. Yeah, it'd be great. It, it really is. Look, the fan, it's, it's it's not about the media. It's about the fans getting the information that they crave at this point, yes. right? And even though college football season's over, we have not it's not, a, it's not like it's gone off everybody's radar. Right. We're still jonesing for more information about whatever team it is that
1: you follow. Iowa so I State hope Iowa State does it. Preseason top 25 in some polls that have come out. Have they? Are they? US, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it was USA Today had them 23rd. And they're is way that too early. Paul Meyerberg, yes, uh, had them there. And it's funny, I was. Uh, we had Alex Halstead uh, on yesterday with me uh-huh. and Jim. And I was talking to Alex off air, and he just said, looking at the numbers, the clicks... Yeah, it's basketball. And Iowa State's known as a basketball mm-hmm. school. So the clicks right now are still football. Now, of course, that also is because they're not off teams to the struggling. best start, right? But I mean, you talk about a turnaround. It was and September. Well, wait till basketball season. Yeah. Now here we are in January in Big Twelve conference play, wait for, waiting for spring football. <laughs> yeah, waiting for spring football. <laughs> right. oh, how quickly things can change. Yeah, I looked at their schedule yesterday. In fact, I'm going to get it up. The Iowa State's
2: schedule next year. But remember this year we thought it was, well, if they're going to be bowl eligible, they better get to that point before November because they finish with back-to-back road games mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. I think that it's entirely different. I think it flips regarding the strength of schedule. I think the hard part is... It's front-loaded. It's front-loaded. Yeah. I think this year, you better be ready because um, you're going to... Right out right out of the shoot. it's not going to be easy. But then once November rolls around... It seems to me, anyways, that it lightens up a little bit. Uh, South Dakota
1: State. Who's good? I mean, South Dakota State's won there before. Mm -hmm. South Dakota State, the program they are today, is so much better than they were the last few. I I want
2: to say the same thing about
1: Iowa State, Trent. Very true. Very true. But if you're thinking, hey, our program's in a spot now where we shouldn't have to worry about FCS teams. This is a really good FCS. Not, do you not,
2: know what South Dakota State brings back, though? I do not.
1: Okay. I do not. But that program- The program has been rolling. It's built up from yeah. what it was, which was a nice, solid program. Now they're in that elite level, you know, top 10 year after year level. Right. I, I still to. I, I
2: still think, and maybe, maybe I'll be proven wrong, that Iowa State's passed those FCS
1: schools. Didn't you think Iowa FBS was? FBS schools. FCS I, schools. Iowa was two years ago? I did. And North Dakota State came I did. in? Yeah. Well, North Dakota State's a different animal. South Dakota State, they're, they're a step behind, but it's not a big step. Mm-hmm. It's not a big step. That's what I just warned about. South Dakota State. Yes, it's not North Dakota State. No Carson but they're Wentz. Really good. Right, right.
2: No, uh, mate, what's his name? Stick. Ethan Stick. Ethan Stick. Yeah. What a great name that it's is. It's great. It's a hockey stick is what yeah. it is. Ethan Stick is a hockey stick. Um, so then they go to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Toss-up. Host Oklahoma. Oklahoma's going to want to extract some revenge. Yes. The Zips pay a visit. They go to TCU, speaking of extracting revenge, at Oklahoma State. Home to West Virginia.
1: Who a lot of people really like in those. Quarterbacks back and the receivers back. Yeah. Right? So and not going to be easy. And they had to completely rebuild that defense this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to be better defensively. Probably still not going to be great. They normally aren't, but right. they'll be better defensively this year. Uh. And, but then... Then, by week, by week, and then you
2: come back, and here comes Texas Tech, and I think Kingsbury's singing for a supper mm-hmm. uh go to uh Lawrence, take on kansas w home to Baylor w at Texas, tough, tough, toughish. ish, and Bill Benner just picked them to win the big 12. slow down, okay, you're tapping the brakes on that one. <laughs> Um, And then this is the year they beat K-State.
1: No, it's not. No, it is. No, 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 no. This is the year they beat K-State. No, don't fall into that trap. Don't fall. No, no. Until you see it, don't fall into that trap.
2: I got to get by this guy. This is going to be the year. So after the bye week, there are, okay, let's call them winnable games, right? Yes, yes. Texas Tech, for sure. Yes. Kansas, for sure. Baylor, for sure. Yes. That's three winnable games. Mm Mm-hmm. Of the two remaining, you have to put one in there. Wouldn't you? Isn't that fair to say one of those two is winnable? Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely.
2: I think it's K-State. I think on the road at, at, uh, in Austin's
1: going to be tough. But it's K-State. Yeah, you look I at know. the roster. You look at who's coming back. I know. But it's Iowa State, Kansas State. We've seen this too many times. Yeah, they, But you saw it this year. There was the a better that's, team on the field. It's That's happened before. Yeah, I know. And you look up at the scoreboard after all 60 minutes have ticked off. Yep. And who has more points? Every um, single year, those stinking wildcat. So
2: they have to go two and three in the non-con, right? I mean, the Iowa game's a toss-up every year. I don't care where it's played. I don't care what the t- team's got returning. It's a toss-up every year, in my mm-hmm. opinion. South Dakota, you have to beat South Dakota State, and you have to beat Akron. You do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the Big Twelve, the four Big 12 games before your bye week, and look, they proved to us this year that they, any time they take the field, they they beat Oklahoma and Norman. They beat TCU, for crying out loud. but. Oklahoma TCU at Oklahoma State West Virginia are the four games before their bye week of the four. Which is the most winnable?
1: <sighs> at Okie State, New West Virginia at home. Well, I don't know. Since it's a home game, they're all difficult. And outside of Texas, those are you're probably your top four. They're going to be right up there. And you throw Texas for a top five, and then mm-hmm. I don't know Iowa State maybe six in that mix. I, I see seven wins out of that schedule. I can find seven pretty easily. I can, you can make an argument for nine. Uh huh. Beat Iowa. Obviously, win the other two non-conference games. There's three. You get one of the two with <laughs> Oklahoma, it, it's, West Virginia. It's January home. the 10th, by the way. There, yeah.
2: <laughs> but you know what? Who cares? Here right? we go. Now listen. Earliest Listen, ever W and L.A. Well, we, we started down this road by, by talking about Kirk Ferentz and the fact he's holding a press conference. We mm-hmm. hope that we get you know, the same for Matt Campbell because the fan base wants more. Yes. And I think by going to this schedule, I think that um, drives home our point that the fan base, they've got something to be excited about and legitimately be excited about. I mean, Iowa State was always going to take next year's our year, right? Next mm-hmm. year's our... How many times have you read that? How many times have you heard that? This year, you can understand the enthusiasm during the cold winter months regarding Iowa State football.
1: It's a real football team. It's a team. real football team. It's a real football team up it in the uh I guess so Fairns had the press conference. Uh huh. But no depth chart. And there has been in the there past, has but you know when it was in the past? you remember when it was in the past? Well there was CJ Beathard was the first yes. one. Yes. But then the last couple of years they've also had a depth chart. Not this year. So I mean that's just fun to to talk about. To banter so about why, a What bit. do you
2: think is behind the fact that he didn't
1: put out a depth chart this year? Well, I mean, quarterback's easy, right? It's easy. Running back is but questions. Wh- who's the backup? Uyghurs is gone. There's rumblings. Boyle might be looking around. Mm-hmm. And maybe it, it, they know more and they don't want to put his name on the depth chart or not put his name mm-hmm. on the depth mm-hmm. chart. So, Is it Manziel? Yeah. That, is it, it the kid that's coming in? It'd be Peyton Mansell, would be the backup. And mm-hmm. yeah, Petrus. Would be uh, well. He'll be the four.
2: quarterback eventually. Th- Bef- yeah. yeah, before it's all said and done. Uh, offensive line, they got some. I mean, the a lot of questions there. Yeah, i mean, one particular in the middle of that line. I think. I mean, mm-hmm. um, receiver wise, they lose Matt Vanderburgh, a nice career, but Easley's know, back. Camir yeah. Smith Marset, I thought was That's really th- good. Well, and they love him because they yeah. played him as much as they did, and and did so following some you know, mistakes mm-hmm. that in previous years would have kept him on the sideline. Tight ends Smith aren't going anywhere. No. <laughs> That is a well, transition. They are. They're going to the next level, but yes. they're still going to play another
1: year at Iowa. Think about Drew Cook. Oh. Made, made the transition, going to follow yeah. in his father's footsteps. Right. And he's just buried. Think about the other quarterback that came in in that class. Boyle.
2: Ryan Boyle. Buried. Yeah, Cook and Boyle. Buried. Two Iowa kids. I mean, Very he, successful Iowa high school football players.
1: Killed many a segments. Who do you like more, Boyle or Cook? Mm. Who's the guy that's going to be leading Iowa in... 2018, 19, whatever we were saying it was. Well, neither of them. <laughs> That's the answer. And I don't think anybody had that. No. Everybody picked no, their no, guy. No, no, no. I like Boyle's running ability. I add a different right. dimension. Cook is your prototypical Tougher guy. competition for Boyle. Yeah. Back and forth and back and mm-hmm. forth. And the correct answer was none of
2: the above. Mm. And the above.
1: So to, uh, regarding the press conference that was um,
2: held, and it may still be going on. I'm not sure if it's over or not. We'll have Mark Morehouse to recap tomorrow, mm-hmm. I believe, in the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, we will have John Miller coming up here in the next few minutes. We'll do some football with John and some basketball with John. Find out why he doesn't think a depth chart. Uh, was there any news that came out that uh, not staggered you, That, but um,
1: from the Ferentz presser that, that reverberated at all? Well, he, kind of the newsy things. Want to see a depth chart? No depth chart. Uh-huh. Uh There was a question about the tenth assistant. No news yeah, on that. That doesn't move my needle. Uh, some potential transfers, perhaps opening up scholarships. No. Additional well, he wasn't going to name names. So,
2: uh, uh, is there one? Do, are you hearing some scholarship? No, bond? no.
1: There, there's rumblings with all kinds of guys. You know, young, the wide receiver from the DC area, who looked like he was going to play a ton as a freshman. Year. Yes,
2: and as a sophomore,
1: and we didn't see him. And we didn't see him. So that's one Marcel Boy, he's Jolly. Had, he's had great Augusts. Though. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. <laughs> yeah, uh, Marcel Jolly, running back. That's been a backup I could throughout see his young. career. I could see young. Um, Adrian Falconer. Mm. his one moment was the drop two point conversion against Michigan. Mm-hmm. So I, there's a lot of rumblings and names out there. I was wondering if they'd be ready. Second semester starting at Iowa. I think next Tuesday is when they start this would be the time, but no news on that front either. Mm. So that, that's, oh when, hum. that's when Doyle gets them for the first yes. time? Yes. Hands on. Yeah.
2: I'll tell you the kid that I can't wait is Anthony Nelson. One more year with Doyle and Doyle's pro. And look, he's a pro. Yeah. He's an absolute pro. Get and I think this time next year he's got the feedback, and that feedback says, we'll see you on Sundays.
1: Take that frame at six I, foot seven. You, Trent. Good first step.
2: Yeah. Look at the movement strength. he's made. Look at the progression he's made. I mean, he wasn't going to start this year. Yeah. He was the best defensive lineman this year. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it was close.
1: Him and Epinesa on Appinesa the outside. Epinesa was
2: really good. Yeah. Nelson was better. He was. And I get that Epinesa, this was his first year in the mm-hmm. program, so tap the brakes a little bit. But Anthony Nelson was a beast. A beast. They're in good shape up front. Oh, no question. Now the they defensive get Damian, line is
1: a strength. Damian Nixon comes in after having to go to Iowa Western for a semester. I forgot about him. The Many people expect him to come in right away at defensive tackle uh-huh. and play. Alabama, remember, was yes, they were. Canine illegally canine. recruiting him. Right. No. <laughs> that, that, that story cracks me up. It, it, I mean, because nobody really knew the rule because he signed with Iowa, who was actually eligible, but he didn't get NCAA clearance until he'd already started Iowa Western, so he had to stay there. Well, Alabama's recruiting him. That's illegal. We get all indignant about it. It's a kid sitting over at junior college. You see a kid that good? Of course you're going to recruit him. Then mm. you find out, no, I can't. I don't think there's going to be any major violations for that one for Bama anytime Uh, soon.
2: No, I don't think so either. Jeff Johnson reminds us uh, just how many guys TCU were replacing on the offensive side of the football. Good call. Um it's fun. It's fun. We'll do yep. a lot more of this. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll be Joneson Uh between now and September, we'll take a time out. John Miller will be here next. Thank you Jeff Johnson for that tweet and that reminder. We come back. John will be here Frank Schwab, yahoo Sports.com. It's the Ken Miller show 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon
3: Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games afternoons on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Boom.
1: Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it, a new year upon us, a happy 2018. I know a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines. So many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. At 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358 greater des moines habitat for humanity's new restore is now open in urbandale
4: donations of home improvement items to restore are sold to the public to support habitat's mission of building homes communities and hope so donate shop and volunteer at your nearest restore on east euclid or in urbandale
5: ladies are you ready to jumpstart your health come work out with the girls at Misfit Misfit specializes in highly effective circuit training, cardio and instructor led Zumba, Pilates and yoga classes designed specifically for women and for all ages let Misfit help you lose the fat, get healthy and achieve your fitness goals Misfit, fitness for women on the corner of 86th and Meredith in Urbandale, online at MisfitIowa.com Misfit is a proud member of the Urbandale Chamber of Commerce the only 5 star accredited chamber in
0: Central Iowa. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making my pillow possible. Years ago when I invented my pillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented my pillow. You can adjust my pillows patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my My Pillows and get another one absolutely free.
1: Go to MyPillow.com
4: or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to buy a MyPillow and get another absolutely free. That's MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines.
3: Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with an 11% rebate on everything. Whether it's a new garage or a kitchen remodel, you'll get an 11% rebate on all of it. The bigger the project, the bigger the savings. There's no limit to how much you can save now during the 11% rebate sale at Menards. Good through January 13th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.
0: Save big money
4: at Menards.
3: Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We
1: have so much fun. Out in the sun. Here at Camp Sunnyside.
6: Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy.
1: Or online, washersystems.com. Since
0: 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation. Or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net. For Wolf Construction. A plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. WolfConstruction.net. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700
2: KBGG. All right, welcome back to the Show, 1700 KBGG. Frank Schwab in about 15 minutes right now. John Miller, Hawkeye Nation.com. Joins us as we talk a little football, a little basketball with John, John Trenton, Ken. Thanks for coming on, um, Kirk Ferentz. For the fourth consecutive year, has held his January press conference for the first time out of those four. No depth chart was released. Not that it's. I mean, it's just more for the off season. It's fodder. It's something to look at. Uh, what do you think was behind that decision, John, not to put one out this year?
6: I just. I think there's just way too many moving parts, um, and I. I, I would have done the same thing if I would have been him. I mean, if you don't really know who's going to be at half the positions on your team, um, I I don't know necessarily that it would be a good thing if you want to tell everyone that every position is open and there's a competition. I don't know what point just putting someone's name in pencil serves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just throw some red meat out into the middle of the room and let them fight it out. But I really think it has to do with they're just not sure yet, especially along the offensive line and in the secondary.
1: Well, some of us have four hours of content to fill a day, John, so that's why I was hopeful for it.
6: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, no doubt. I mean obviously, if Alaric Jackson you know, does the things that he needs to do to get back into good graces, he'll be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Snyder in the secondary, but neither of those players has um, you, know, hurt and gone over all the hurdles that Kirk probably has with regards to internal, oh, penance or whatever. So you know, those guys aren't going to be penciled in. It just it just makes sense. But I, I understand, guys. Yeah, it's nice to have the, the depth chart
2: for sure. Were you surprised, John, that uh, J- James Daniels, not surprised that uh, he made the decision, but go back to where you were prior to the season starting. I mean, he was going to be a blow when he wasn't going to play in the Wyoming game. thought probably he had a chance to at least uh, test the NFL waters. But after his senior season, were you surprised that, uh, uh, that James Daniels' NFL path has uh, taken the road as quickly as it has?
6: Yes and no. Because before the season began, I wrote an article saying that there's really only one player in this team that I think Iowa has any risk of potentially losing early to the NFL draft, and that's James Daniels. As the season got, you know, progressed, and Iowa's offensive line struggled, and I'm not laying that all at the feet of Daniels, and his performance was probably impacted because of the, you know, freshman at tackle and things of that nature. uh, I kind of thought, well, this this didn't really seem like the type of uh highlight film but then again i'm not trained uh in offensive line evaluation so to hear kirk ferentz today saying that james daniels has as much upside as any center prospect as he's ever seen um including the time when he's in the nfl i'll say okay kirk knows what he's talking about so i was a little bit surprised just because of the play of the whole group but that's not a fair way to assess an individual
1: over to a little basketball here with John Miller from com. It'll be Illinois coming up on Thursday, but this team 0-5. There were a lot of kind of extracurriculars in the game against Maryland that I think maybe shaded the fact this team is heading towards a historically bad start of the Big Ten season, John. Now the words are being thrown out, heart, desire, want those intangible type of things is that's what missing just the want to 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 get better on the defensive end and stop this kid
6: yeah i mean i could sit here and go to the whole they're a couple of guards short like i do every week but the defensive aspects mm-hmm. you know when when a coach is um let's just say animated the way that <laughs> fran is if that shows up in your team's play on defense, then maybe that's confirmation that that type of approach is a good one. And maybe in certain years it is, and maybe with certain groups it's not. These guys don't necessarily seem to be uh, you know, improving defensively at all. Right. So I go back to October. I felt that this team was going to need to make a commitment to zone at that point in time before they even got on the floor just because I was concerned about the lateral quickness of the guys that they would have a guard. I didn't feel like they could play man-to-man defense. So at some point in time, if you're going to play zone, you need to commit to being a zone team because it's even though you know the old joke is you play zone to save yourself some energy and things of that nature, and it's true. You have to practice a lot and learn how to rebound out of the zone. It's just different than in man-to-man because a lot of times there's nobody you can put your butt into when you're a big man. and You turn around to go for it. So there are definitely um, skills to that, as there are to. Rebound offensively out of the zone, hmm. so I, I I think that they they tried to live in two worlds for too long as it relates to defensive philosophy. There's for this particular team, and they're paying the price because when they do play zone, they are not good at it, and they're not good enough on the perimeter to play man-to-man.
2: How badly do they need somebody, John, in in, in the uh, you know defensively in the paint that that's going to make. You know, somebody on the uh, in the, another uniform think twice about you know just sashaying their way to the basket and seemingly do so without paying any price whatsoever. And I go back to Woodbury; even a guy like Zach McCabe would make it uncomfortable underneath the basket for some of these guys. I don't know if they have that this year.
6: I think Garza can get there. I mean, he you know I was concerned a little bit about him uh, through December because you know he would be all world against bad teams yeah. and he was really struggling against the the you know power 5 teams but he just plays with so much energy i i love watching him play and i think that he can eventually be that guy but woodbury absolutely was that guy and he would put you down if you came in there right. he was just a really strong guy and garza maybe he has that ability in him but the way that fran rotates guys in and out so often there's just not an opportunity for them to get continuity the way that that Woodbury and Gassell, that they were able to play consistent stretches where, you know, Garza sometimes is in favor, sometimes out of favor. Nungie sometimes can play twenty five minutes and sometimes play six. So I, I you know I think France trying to play too many guys as well. So there's a lack of continuity there. But yeah, they could definitely use somebody like that.
1: Illinois tomorrow night. Any hope, John? It's a, a team that's dominated by guards. <laughs> <laughs> They're so, winless. Yeah, so is Iowa. Them, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, where are you at? Uh, as you look at tomorrow night's matchup,
6: you know, I I was one there maybe four times since 1987. This isn't a great Illinois team by any stretch of the imagination, and and their program has been playing at a level that has been surprising to me, given the talent that's in that state. But I think that they're stronger in the perimeter, and it's just a tough place to play. And if you were going to make me wager on it, you know, on the money line, I'd certainly take Illinois Mm. to win this game. And uh, if it were an Iowa City, I'd take Iowa. It's mostly because of location. But, um, you know, Illinois had Maryland at home. I think they lost, what, 92-91, maybe even in overtime. And that's where I go. I, I don't have a lot of confidence in this Iowa team right now.
2: The Colorado-Northern uh, Illinois uh, game seemed like a long time ago. Thank you, John Miller. Yeah, Colorado, I, Colorado beat Arizona. Colorado beat they Arizona. They did. They picked them off. A huge upset. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, John. We'll talk to you next week.
6: All right. Take care. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. John Miller,
2: <laughs> HawkeyeNation.com. Checking in on the Hawkeyes. This Ryan Foley story is a big load to nothing. Yeah.
1: So what? So the Ferrences Or asked to join a homeowner association, right? To pay for pay for road repairs or something, and they put up some trees
2: to help with their privacy. And a neighbor didn't like that. Apparently, I don't know if those two stories are. It's
1: (laughs) neighbors can make it uh, difficult, can't it? I've I've had great neighbors. I've been a homeowner for six years now. Mm -hmm. I've had great neighbors. I've never had a bad one, Trent. We have new neighbors moving in. I haven't met them yet. A little nervous. Why are you nervous? Have you Well, because I've never had a bad one.
2: Okay, so, you, so there's nothing that no, you've seen. No, there's seen
1: nothing that's... about them, no, okay.
2: no. Hopefully they're listening right now. Well, do they know you're, they're moving next to a guy that's on the does talk radio in I'll, Des Moines? I'll let them
1: know right away, and if they're bad neighbors, I'll talk about All it on the out. air.
2: Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the NFL on the air next. You want to do that? That sounds good. YahooSports.com. Frank Schwab will be here as we continue on. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I are here every Monday through Friday from noon until 2, talking local sports with you on 1700 KBGG.
5: Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700
0: with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from three to six each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio: Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant.
5: I light the night for my dad.
0: I light the night for my daughter.
5: I light the night to
3: end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers
4: and other serious diseases.
3: Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today.
4: As a small business owner, you're always on the go. So how can you make sure you never miss a customer's call? grasshopper that's right with grasshopper you get all of the features of a business phone system that's affordable and incredibly easy to use directly on your cell phone you get a toll-free or vanity phone number that's memorable and professional customers are forwarded to your phone and connected to your team and you can work from anywhere using wi-fi calling or our desktop app and with our mobile app your outgoing calls and texts show up as your professional phone number voicemails are transcribed and sent to your email so you can determine their importance at a glance so whether you're on the go or working from home and need to keep business calls separate or you simply want a professional tone grasshopper makes it happen set up your account in just minutes there are no long-term contracts and support is 24 7 get your calls stay connected thrive now get $20 off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com radio, grasshopper.com slash radio. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year.
0: A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, A 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-463-5391. That's 800-463-5391. 800-463-5391. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985... We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials, or price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states.
1: The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com.
0: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports.
6: Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
1: Trust, quality, value, value.
2: Real sports talk for real sports
5: fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
2: All right, welcome back. Here's the final segment of the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Some would say we saved the best for last. NFL, it's the divisional weekend. I think, Trent, if you had to pull a lot of football fans of the playoff weekends, not including the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. most would point to this one being their favorite weekend. You get four. You get the top-level teams. The one and the twos are back on the field.
1: And we know what's coming, down to two, and yep. down to one. College is in the rear rear mirror. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. It's the final Saturday, meaningful uh, meaningful
2: football. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, he's part of the shutdown corner. He joins us to discuss. Frank, uh, Trenton, Ken Des Moines, is this your favorite weekend, uh, Frank? Is, does divisional the divisional round mean anything more to you than perhaps wildcard or the championship uh, next week? I, I think it's. It's better than the wild card. I'd probably pick the conference
7: championship weekend because the one bad part about this week is a lot of times you get mismatches. You get teams, really good teams, rested on a bye, playing teams that, you know, snuck into the playoffs. And yes, I'm looking at the Patriots-Titans game. <laughs> right. uh, you know, I mean, you do get a lot of those matchups. These matchups are actually pretty good for this round. And we do end up with some classic games this round, too. So I'd probably pick... I'd actually... Honestly, my favorite weekend of the year is Week One. I, okay. I just like the—I like that all the teams are—it's a clear slate. We find out, hey, who you know who's good, who's not going to be good. What surprises do we have? New faces, new places. But as far as playoffs go, I—I'd I, try to pick just Super Bowl. But Conference Championship is great. This round's great. And the Wild Card had some great games last week. So uh, I guess I'm just going to you know take the easy way out and say I love them all.
2: Yeah, hard not to like them all. Well, let's go back before we go forward. And, you know, we talked about it last week, Frank, and, and neither one of us could really make a case for a road team winning uh, in wild card week. Lo and behold, they both won on Saturday. Uh, both teams victorious. The the early game was the head-scratcher to me. Uh, the Chiefs get out to an what looked like, I do want to say insurmountable, but certainly a commanding lead. Uh, and, and then they just changed the game plan. Kareem Hunt touches the ball six times on a called running play after the team goes up 14 thing. Uh Kansas City Chiefs, their team, their fan base, everybody them Uh that still has to hurt uh this many days removed.
7: Uh yeah. I mean they've been through so many disappointing losses. It just kinda what do you even say? If you if you know a Chiefs fan in your life, give them a hug because hey <laughs> they've earned it. I mean it's yeah, it's it's impossible. And and again, I, I'm not i I'm not trying to just, you know, bang on the Titans here, but they blew that lead against a bad team. Like the Titans needed to go to overtime to beat the Browns this year. I mean, they're not good. They're they they played they played pretty well in that second half for sure. But kind of needed that fluky Mariota to touchdown, and you know. But giving credit, they won. I think that you know the Demarco Murray injury for them actually ended up just being a mm-hmm. blessing because this coaching staff is probably so overmatched that they couldn't figure out. That they should be playing Derrick Henry over Demarco Murray. They needed they needed somebody to literally take the decision out of their hands and the Demarco. This I it's This sounds dumb, but I think if Demarco Murray's not hurt, I think the Titans get blown out because Demarco Murray would have grinded out his two point eight yards per carry like he has been all year, and Derek Henry would have gotten his five carries like he has been, and I don't think that that they would have won that game. So it's it was a weird game. It's it stung for the Chiefs. I, I look. I, I'm not. I'm not one of these who thinks. Yeah, you got to get rid of Andy Reid. No, no. Yeah, you tell me who they're going to hire is better than Andy Reid. I, I get that he's, he's disappointed in the playoffs, but he's still the best coach you're going to get. And I think he, he. You just have to hope that the luck turns around one of these years. And, you, and Mar- Marcus Mariota doesn't catch a touchdown pass for himself. You know, something like that. But it's. It was that was a weird game. It was a weird result. Weird came to, and I, I'm still trying to process it.
1: Frank, uh the game won on Sunday. Jacksonville Buffalo. It's always fun kinda of look back, you know, past playoffs. Oh, I forgot about that game. Will that go down as an all time stinker? One of the worst playoff games we've ever seen.
7: Oh yeah, I think so. I mean it's just it's it is what it is. I mean it, we if we could if this were if we were the N C A Tournament Selection Committee, I don't think we would have picked the bills. I, I hey, they won. they they got in, the rules are the rules and and they did, they they earned their way in, I'll give them that, but probably anybody would have said, Yeah, I'll take the Bills over the Chargers you know. <laughs> like so you are gonna end up with weird matchups like this and these two you know, the matchups make fights and, and both of these match uh, both of these teams just matched up to produce a really, really ugly game. I mean but you know, the the Jackson Jaguars, this is what they can do to you. They, I mean, yes, it was ugly on offense and Blake was terrible and the Bills weren't really impressive either, but I think you have to look at it too and say Jaguar's defense was the star of the show and that play as you you like defensive football. You look at that defense, and say mm-hmm. this is a really, really good defense. This is a this is a championship caliber defense. I don't know if that necessarily means they go on the road and beat the Steelers and Patriots and back back weeks, but it's it's a very impressive unit and I guess if, if you're a connoisseur of defensive football, then at least you got that one, that out of that team.
2: Hmm. I want to ask you about uh, Cam Newton and the, uh, the poke in the eye, and, and did the concussion protocol fail again? He says it was, it was nothing more than a poke in the eye. It, it did uh, uh, alert some medical people or some critics of the concussion policy when he couldn't get off the field, when he went down to a knee. Um, did the NFL concussion policy fail Cam Newton this past weekend?
7: I think one thing, one thing we all need to understand is: I'm not sure Cam Newton necessarily went down because he couldn't get off the field. It's smart for him to go down. He goes down to a knee. and Derek Henderson gets a minute and a half, two minutes to, to warm up. Point. You don't want to run off the field. Really. Why would anybody want to do that? Surprise, I haven't heard one way or another because you know Carroll has picked up a lot of stories this week. I haven't heard one way or another if the coaching staff would like, go down. We're, we've seen that before. Why do people freak out about that? Like. We seen coaches that go down. That they, they want the players to be on the field. Trainers go out. Derek Anderson get a few throws in. They don't want Cam Newton on the field. That's not good for them. So, and I also think it's something. I, look, if Cam Newton can I don't know. But I think one thing we, we're getting in dangerous ground here. People, journalists like myself, like us, sitting on the couch and diagnosing concussion. Mm. We can't do that. We're not good enough for that. Like, I, I read a ton of things on Sunday and Monday saying, well, Cam Newton was obviously concussed. Really? Were they? The people on the sidelines were, were actually <laughs> professionals at this and looked at Cam Newton and his eyes didn't think he was. So, me on my couch watching whatever Replay's Fox show was, am I clinically, you know, I mean, the University of Wisconsin did not give me a medical degree. I, I don't think I'm really, <laughs> I mean, sometimes, look, there's sometimes the Tom Savage play where he was twitching on the field, or I, I believe it's K. Keeney with the Rams uh, last year when he would, like literally needed to be picked up by his offensive lineman. Okay, yeah, then, then we can make some some diagnosis, I guess, but I don't know that we could just sit here and watch our TV and say, oh, my God, the concussion protocol's terrible. He had obviously had a concussion. Did he? I, I don't know. I That wasn't fair. I saw what they wanted to show me on replay, and I saw what that was knee and that's what smart thing to do. I, I don't know that that means he had a concussion.
1: Talking with Frank Schwab here. Look around the NFL on 1700 KBGG. Frank, let's jump forward here and let's start with the early game. For the first time ever, a number 1 seed in the divisional round is an underdog. Are we going too far? It's been a disjointed Atlanta season. They got into the playoffs. They, of course, beat the Rams over the weekend. But are we going a little bit too far here, or is it just, uh, frankly, Nick Foles? You can't trust the guy.
7: I I think we are going too far. I think the Zeal team is still pretty good. And let's... Look, Foles has not look good the last five quarters he's played. That there's... Obviously. I mean, everybody saw that. But he did look pretty good against the Giants week before that, right? And he looked pretty good against, in the fourth quarter, closing not the Rams. I mean, he's good enough, anyway, to get them to the win. I don't know necessarily if this is like... We've seen Brett Hundley play for two months. We know he's not any good. Like, hey, Foles is... No, he doesn't look good. And look, if he... Did he? Was it 12-30 uh, on Saturday and they benched over Nate Sudfield? Would it shock me? No. But I don't know that he's necessarily as incompetent as people want to believe based on the last five players play. I think that this Eagles team is really, really good around him. And when was the last – like, how many times in, in my history of watching football and reading it and talking about it, how many times have we said, oh, don't team go to Philly in January? Yeah, that's a good – that's a good play. That, that, yeah, that always does well. Like, we've gone against that for years, 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 and I don't know necessarily that Nick Foles changes all that. The Atlanta Falcons have looked bad all season. I mean, they, they play great. They played great on Saturday night against the Rams, especially defensively. Their defense really came to play. But I think we are. I think we're overreacting a little bit. I, I don't think a, the Eagles aren't incompetent here. They could easily win a home game. It's just that, you know, Foles is going to have to play better, but we, at least we have seen him play better.
2: Uh, let's go to the night game. Uh, how can... Fool me. Make me watch this game, Frank Schwab. Tell me something that's going to oh. make this game more competitive than it certainly looks on paper.
7: I think if I'm going to make an argument for the Titans, that's tough. But the fact that Derrick Henry is now their back, it helps them immensely. It's DeMarco Murray and the the just the... I don't know if competences competence I were stubbornness, definitely, to not give him a shot over DeMarco Murray when DeMarco struggled all season. I think that held their offense back. And we saw... Uh, DeMar- Derrick Henry's a good running back, and he's the kind of guy who, if you give him 25 carries, he's going to be better on carries 20 through 25 than he might be on carries 1 through 5. He's, he's 250 pounds, or 245, whatever he is. I think he's the kind of back who, if he has a 28-carry... 125-yard game, and the Titans hold the ball against us. Not a great Patriots defense, by the way. If they can hold the ball for 35, 37 minutes, keep Brady off the field, maybe Brady makes a mistake, and they can keep it close, they can shorten the game. I don't know that I necessarily believe any of this stuff, but that's that's the path. I mean, that if, if you're going to upset the New England Patriots, it's going to have to be that kind of a game, and at least they've shown some reasons to believe that they're somewhat capable of that. I don't necessarily know that I'm going to be picking the Titans, but that's how they would do it if they're Henry and that running game as a huge game and they keep the Patriots off the field most of the time.
1: All right, Frank, we jump over to Sunday, Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. We saw this game earlier this season. Hard to get a read, though, on Pittsburgh. Seems the up-and-down nature that they were all throughout the season. Jacksonville, Bortles obviously has to play better, but uh, what else needs to be done to pull the upset here?
7: Yeah, and I mean, there's reason to believe in Jacksonville here. This is one of those where the uh, it's not hard to talk yourself into the underdog, A, because we've seen it. I mean, I think one thing that that win does for you, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to beat Pittsburgh again but nobody on that Jacksonville team seems to be scared. They're going to go, they're not intimidated. They were in to beat them 30 to nine. They picked up the NFL, it five times. Steelers couldn't move the ball on them. Now, the Steelers only really lost once since then, and that was the catch for a game against the Patriots. So, they've played much, much better since then. But I, I still think Jacksonville goes in with a little bit of a swagger, saying, now nah, we shut you down once, we're going to do it again. And Antonio Brown's injury, uh, we don't know where, where he's at right now. I mean, I I would guess he's going to play. Maybe. Uh, But is he 100%? Is he Antonio Brown? And if he's not, again, the defense is really, really, really good. I think that, you know, uh, Ben has played better. The Steelers have played better. But this is still a tough matchup for them. And you're right, Blake has to play. He has to make some plays. But we have at least seen that from him at times. And this is going to be like we talked about the Titans game. I think that this is a Leonard Fournette game. You've got to give him the ball a ton. Keep that Steelers offense off the field. I, you know, I, I I can see the Jaguars pulling the upset here. I am not. I don't know that they will necessarily, but it's they it wouldn't be one of those, you know, I mean, if the Titans won, I'd be blown off my couch. I'd be, it'd be one of the biggest upsets I've ever seen. If the Jags Jaguars won, I'd be like, yeah, that's an upset,
2: but I, you could at least see a coming. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Now, what I think might be the best game of the weekend is the last game of the weekend, and that's New Orleans and the Vikes. We saw it in Week 1. The storyline Week 1, of course, was Adrian Peterson. That's not the storyline, thankfully, this week. I think this has a chance to be a terrific football game, and, Frank, I I honestly believe this. The winner, uh, the NFC Super Bowl representative, is playing in this game on Sunday. 100%
7: agree with that, yeah. And I think it's the Saints. I really do. I think the Saints are the best team in the NFC. I, I just... When I, again, I, we, we've discussed this here before. When I look at the NFC teams, I say, okay, they're all very good in ways. There are not really any weaknesses. What stands out? What among these six teams, now down to four teams, what stands out? And only one of them has all of same quarterback. And it's, I think Drew Brees, at the end of the day, look, we get, I, let me put it all out there right now. Case Keenum had a great year. There's no evidence to believe he's going to fall apart in the playoffs. What he did was very good. I'm impressed with him. Hats off to Case Keenum. Okay, we got that out of the way, Mm -hmm. Vikings fans. And now, at the end of the day, it's still Drew Brees against Keith Keenum. Okay, like, let's not not fool ourselves into believing that 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 doesn't matter. I think that that's a huge factor here. Maybe the Vikings defense just erases that, and they they beat them like they did week one. I I can see that, obviously, but I just think Brees is the X factor here. I think that offense could be the ball enough. I think maybe Keenum does make a mistake. That is a pretty good Saints defense uh, that he's playing, much better than we've given him credit for. So I, I just like the Saints here. I like the Saints here. I like them to, to win next week too. And uh, shock me if they won a Super Bowl. You know, that's that good. I, I really just think this is a Saints team without a clear question in, in my mind.
1: Couple of uh, questions to wrap up here with you, Frank, about your home state team, the Green Bay Packers. Elliot Wolf is uh, moving on. He is becoming the executive uh, assistant GM with the Browns, and Mike Pettin looks like he's going to come in as a defensive coordinator. Just your thoughts on those two moves and, and a tumultuous offseason for the Packers, something we certainly don't see a whole lot.
7: Right, the Packers are one of those teams that when minor changes seem major, because they make none. It's just, mm-hmm. let's run it back next year. And I was, I was talking to you know, a radio station up there in Wisconsin, that guy I know really well, and we kind of both agreed that Maybe this season ends up being a really like uh, silver lining for the Packers. Yeah, it was disappointing to miss the playoffs. It was a disappointing to waste a year of their Rodgers career. But I don't think that they change defensive coordinators if they go to the playoffs. I don't think that they change GMs if they go to the playoffs. And maybe they just need something different. Maybe they just maybe just running it back every year and just hoping for better results. Maybe it, you, you do need a new GM to come in there and, and hit a couple home runs in free agency and get you over the hump. Maybe you do need a different coordinator. You know, Mike Kenton comes in and just uses his guys a little bit better because I do think they got guys on defense. I don't think they're, they're a talent poor on defense. I think they got players. This is not getting done lately with Dom Capers. That's not to say Ted Thompson wasn't an unbelievable GM because he was. He's a Packers Hall of Famer, and he's be a legend there for a long time for that Super Bowl in 2010. i not even to say Dom Capers wasn't a good defensive coordinator. He's had a heck of a career Sometimes you just need changed. Sometimes you just need somebody else to come in and, and give you new ideas, rejuvenate. And I think that's happening in the front office and the coaching staff now. So, I, I think this is going to end up being a good thing for
2: Green Bay. Last thing, Frank, uh, the John Gruden hire. Uh, look, I, I'm a I was a huge fan, particularly in the pregame when he's got uh, somebody on the bus, and I love the quarterback camp. Um, are we convinced that John Ma- or John Gruden is going to? Just all of a sudden, make this Raiders team an unbeatable juggernaut team. I'm not, I mean, I get the fact that he's going to be the face of the Raiders as they transition to Las Vegas. For that, I think it's a great move. But I I just think maybe people are too far over the top with Gruden's the best coach to, you know, ever blow a whistle. And uh, instantly, this Raiders team is going to be a Super Bowl contender.
7: Oh, absolutely agree with that. I mean, that is uh, spot on. I mean, look at his last six years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's under five hundred. He made the playoffs twice and didn't win a game. Last time John Gruden won a playoff game was that Super Bowl. That's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I like Gruden. I think he's a good coach. I think it was a great hire by the Raiders. I don't, and I don't care about the let's get this out of the way. I don't care about the contract. I really don't. It doesn't count with extra salary cap. Mm-hmm. And I'm not Mark Davis as accountant, so why would I care how much money Mark Davis cares? how much money Mark Davis paid to get the coach he wanted. Why would why that matter to me at all? I don't. We're making way too much on a group contract because Mark Davis is a big boy, and he understands that this doesn't work in five years, and he's got to fire Gruden in three years, right? he's got to fire Gruden. Yeah, he's going to lose some money, but that's not going to affect the Oakland Raiders' ability to go sign a player. Right? Why, why do we care so much? So he paid what he had to get, what he had to to get the best possible coach he could. I think it was a good move for them. It's a smart move to leverage the fact that there is no salary cap for coaches and just hey, pay, pay what you want to give. If, if the Indianapolis Colts want Nick Saban, go offer for $15 million a year. Who cares? It's just money. Like, I mean, again, I'm i not sure Jim Irsay's uh accountant. Go spend. There's no cap. You can improve your team that way instead of cheaping out and getting a, an assistant from somewhere. And, I, and that way I think the Raiders are well, but I think it's, it's fair to be skeptical of Gruden. It's been a really, really long time since he's been a good coach in the NFL, a coach period in the NFL. And the absence makes the heart grow fonder. And seeing yep. him on TV every week has kind of increased his legend, I think. Yep. He was a very good coach. But, yeah, if this doesn't work out, would I be shocked? No. I mean, if this is there's a lot of reasons to believe this might not be the grand slam that, uh, that they hope it. Is.
2: Great stuff, as always, Frank. We will uh, run you down next week. Thank you, Frank Schwab. Enjoy the games this weekend. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports. You can read them at the com. Trent, we've got a couple of minutes left. Uh, a pretty good night. Basketball wise mm-hmm. on our televisions. You and I is up first at six. They're Fox Sports Midwest.
1: Yeah, Fox Sports Midwest, NBC Sports Chicago, one of the overflow channels it'll be on. Gotcha. So, Some guys,
2: kind of like that. Maybe that's the. The,
1: high, the Iowa High School sports where they get pumped to the yes. overflow six sixty five one. right. Yes, but yeah. we'll find it. We'll find right. it It's on. It's on your Rockstar satellite so, TV. So does Xavier and Villanova. That's good. Now it's 10 one. Villanova has had problems with Butler. yeah, but they normally throttle Xavier. Talents
2: sells me that you've already done your homework, <laughs> your homework. Do with that what you will. Yeah, I like Nova. Uh, and then some Big Ten, Big Twelve later on. Minnesota plays later. And Interested I, to see them. They're yeah, not. They're not deep and no, now. No
1: Lynch. No. I Amir mean, coffee's hurt. How long that injury is going that's to be? That's a blow because I like his game. I trend. do. Too. Yeah. I
2: do. I'll, I'll watch a little of that and a little bit of TCU and uh, Texas. Of course yeah. Texas. The just in you know, the devastating oh. news. Andrew Jones, their second leading scorer, diagnosed with leukemia. Mm. Um, phew, brutal. Uh, we are out of time. You and Jimmy beat today.
1: Four until six. What do you got cooking? Well, we'll have Rob Howe stopping by from Hawkeye Nation. Of course, uh, we talked a little bit today about Kirk and his press conference. Yep. So uh, we'll get into that a little bit deeper at 420. We got Sean Tomlinson stopping by. We'll talk NFL with him and a few other nuggets in there from 4 until, well, actually, we might be off early. I got to talk to oh, you. Oh, uh, you've got the Panthers. Yeah, of 530 pregame. So uh, we'll be out early. Look nice. at that. Home early. For, well, not home early for dinner. Tonight is Wednesday gymnastics night for Ella. Well, at least you're doing dad stuff,
2: though. Yes, yes. You don't have to spend it with Jimmy B on
1: the radio. Right, right. I I would take daughter. Yes, it'll be good, and she'll be running around and screaming and going nuts, and And maybe she'll sleep. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Hopefully she'll sleep well tonight. We're out of time. We're back
2: tomorrow at noon. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I are here every Monday through Friday from noon until 2, talking local sports with you on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC,
5: Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700
1: KBGG. When you hear washer systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The washer systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years, Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and
4: participate in an Out of the Darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today.
3: Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with an 11% rebate on everything. MasterCraft is the name to know for top quality entry and interior doors. Choose from our in-stock selection or design your door your way. With our door designer, get an 11% rebate on all MasterCraft doors. Stop waiting and start saving with an 11% rebate on everything now at Menards. Good through January 13th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.
0: Save big money at
2: Menards.
7: Aaron's January Jumpstart. Jump into a new lease for just
3: $5 when you sign up for Easy Pay. Yes, just $5 with no credit needed and free delivery and setup. Get a washer and dryer, a brand new TV, or jump into a beautiful bedroom or living room set. But hurry, this offer is from the 11th to the 15th. So jump on over to Aaron's and get started
7: with just $5 when you sign up for Easy Pay. Or visit Aaron's.com during Aaron's January
4: Jumpstart. Transaction advertises a rental purchase agreement, some restrictions apply. See store for details.
3: At the Home Depot, free carpet installation means free carpet installation. And free includes clearing out furniture, ripping out old carpet, hauling it away, even carpeting stairs with no hidden fees. Free installation on carpet $699 or more means free installation. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing.